0: Join us on YouTube at the CounterThought channel. Let's go. Today is International Women's Day, a day in which we should celebrate the many accomplishments of women around the world and celebrate the femininity that is a woman. However, radical inclusive feminism has gone way too far. Welcome to CounterThought. Today is International Women's Day, part of Women's Month here in the United States of America. And for this occasion, I am wearing some pink and blue. And I just want to say, first and foremost, that women are very important. Women are extremely important. I am thankful for the women in my life my mom, my sister, my aunts, my grandmothers, my friends. But over the past few decades, the feminist movement has become way too radical. Extremely radical. So much so that you notice that there are more than just women included in feminism. Feminism began as something that was wholesome. I talked about this in episode eight of the podcast. It's an audio only. You'll have to find it within your podcast app, but episode eight was about feminism. And it was chronologicalized the history of the feminist movement. You know, we're in the fourth phase, I believe, or we could have maybe jumped all the way to, to the fifth phase with where we are now as a society. But feminism began as a way to get more rights, fair treatment for women. And now there are tons of videos, especially on TikTok and and YouTube and the other social media platforms that talk about how that movement has gone too far not only from the radicalization and being able to include men you know biological men into the women's movement saying that they are you know part of this whole feminism movement that they are equal their delusions make them equal to that of a biological woman not just that, but there are tons of videos out there that are advocating for getting a a grip on what true femininity is, and how women should not run from it. It's okay to be traditional. It is okay to live with traditional roles and traditional values. A lot of these videos, they you know, they portray a woman from, let's say, maybe the 1800s, the early 1900s, and you know, they're one character talking, and then it flashes to a present day woman but the older woman's like hey you know i'm from the 1850s What what's women like today and then it flashes to the present day woman and she's like oh yeah you know i'm about to go to go to my job and work you know eight to ten hours a day and then come home and and be a mother and do all that and flashes back to the woman from yesteryear and the response to kind of like, oh like do you like that and i'm not saying that women should not have jobs i mean that's That is absurd. But the feminist movement started to get equality for women. And now, today, those who are trying to bring, you know, go back to be more traditional when it comes to like the women's movement are saying, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, don't chastise the women who, you know, want to be a stay at home mom, those who do not want to enter the workforce. Working is great. Women do fantastic work. Women are supremely skilled in certain areas that men are not. But this whole notion that a woman has to work to have value is is untrue, in my opinion. But today is International Women's Day. We're focusing more on our society here in America and and what it really means to, to be a woman. But how did we get here? I believe it's because of radical inclusiveness within the feminist movement. Again, episode eight, I talk about in there. You know, the first wave of feminism, the second wave of feminism, the third wave, and now I believe we're in the fourth wave. We could have maybe put um, tied the knot on on wave number four, and we could be into the fifth wave. But it's this radical inclusiveness. This inclusivity has gone so far to the point. To where now biological men are being welcomed into womanhood. In celebration of International Women's Day, you have Hershey creating this, like, he, she, her, she bar, right? Or this she, him, and the person that they're having in in the commercial for the video, and this is, I guess, based Hershey Canada, but is a transgender female a biological male. And that's that's just absurd to me. Like that that's that's where we are as a society. You're trying to celebrate women and I know this is just one corporation M&M's got a little bit in trouble for for their wokeness and everything but that didn't necessarily have entirely have to do with the thing that Hershey did. But you're trying to celebrate women and someone within your department, your company, or a consultant that you used, you hired an agency that you hired for that commercial, to produce that commercial, to produce this campaign, was a transgender female? And you thought that would be okay? Yay, we're here to champion women, but we're not going to use a woman. In response to that, you may have seen the Daily Wire quickly turned around. I think it was one day's time, a commercial in response to that. And earlier this week, Ben Shapiro gave an update saying that they've sold like 400,000 candy bars over the course of like the weekend or maybe three days, something like that. He gave the update on Monday or or Tuesday. And that commercial is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, go check it out in the Daily Wire or, or go check it out. I think also Brett Cooper, who was in the video and Michael Knowles, I'm sure they have it posted to their to their accounts as well. It's hilarious, but it's perfect. We're trying to celebrate women and the wonderful aspects and the wonderful, I guess, traits of a woman. Maybe that's a better word, traits, not aspects. But we are celebrating women. And then the Hershey Company, based out of Pennsylvania, you know, a heartland of America kind of kind of town, the town that was built in Pennsylvania around the factory. Hershey's Canada chooses a transgender female, a biological male, for Women's Day to celebrate women. I'm glad that I've seen, you can say, an outrage, I guess, from from true women, saying like, like, "Whoa, this is ridiculous!" You know, pushing back. But then there there are other women who are like, "eh," and like, eh. you know, this is kind of like a "live or let live" moment, which I completely disagree with. This is not that. But it isn't just. We didn't just get here through the radical inclusiveness. I also think we got here because of the fear of the of the mob and the possibility of financial harm. We've seen it time again, you know, a company does something that this woke mob doesn't like and then all of a sudden there are calls for cancellations and boycotts and you know really trying to cause financial harm to these companies because we know companies at least you know if it hits the bottom line then they're going to listen. We saw that in reverse for disney here in florida with with governor DeSantis, we've seen that with some other companies who have you know maybe pushed a little too far and then got some pushback and they we're like "Well, okay you know we're we're gonna stop this i think m m's actually in response to um to what they did with their m m's and green and brown and whatever they were trying to accomplish you know they had to pull that back but this the calls from the woke mob are Are endless, And the way it works with with the mob is if you give in a little bit, then they're going to keep wanting more. So I think this also is because of this this woke mob and the, the potential for financial harm and then basically the CEOs, the presidents of these companies, the board of directors of these companies, especially the large corporations, they don't have a backbone. They don't have a backbone. They're going to do whatever they think gets them favor. From this woke mob because they don't want to piss them off, right? You don't want to piss them off because it could hurt your bottom line and cause financial harm. So instead of taking a stand and actually having principles and values, they just let those who within the company who run the day-to-day operations just do what they do and then try to avoid any type of backlash. And we've seen this beyond just you know anything that relates to to women or or feminism. We've seen this for you know, voting like with Major League Baseball and Atlanta hosting the All Star Game and the whole Jim Crow 2.0, those lies that were spewed and perpetuated by not only you know our president and vice president, but also by the companies Coca Cola, right, headquartered, Delta headquartered in Atlanta, all of them buying that lie and then pushing back on Major League Baseball and then Major League Baseball moving the All Star Game. You all remember that story, right? Moving the All Star Game to to Denver, Colorado, which has less of a white, less of a, a black population than Atlanta. That whole mess. So we see corporations do this all the time. They try to keep up with the woke mob for fear of being canceled or hurt financially by this woke mob. And I've touched on, or I've talked about feminism and things that relate to this, this whole radical inclusiveness and standing up for women. How women themselves and then also us as men, we need to stand up for our women, for the amazing women in this world. Episode eight, talk about feminism. Again, that's audio only. Danger of identity politics. That's episode 35. That is audio and video. Check that out here on the channel or within your podcast app. Female athletics, episode 41. That is another area in which biological women are under attack. You say, oh, well, it's just a small percentage of of the transgender females, the biological males that are trying to compete. You know it's not going to erase female athletics. That's episode 41. Go back and check that out. Democrats want to change America. That is episode 51. In that episode, I talk about multiple things, about four, five, or six uh, different issues that are going on in, in, in our society here in America's culture, in American society, and how the Democrats want to fundamentally change America, they want to tear it all down and then build it back up in the way they see fit. And then the culture war battles, which is episode 67. That too is also video and audio along with episodes 51, 41, and 35. Please go back, check those out, like, comment, share those videos if you agree with them. Share even if you don't. Discussion's good, right? So I've talked about this. This is very important to me women are extremely important to families and to larger society, not only here in America, but around the world. And just this week, I think it was on Monday this week, or maybe the very end of last week, the powerlifting association, the US powerlifting association is is going to allow biological males who have transitioned, quote unquote, to to. Uh, transgender females to compete in competitions you know going on for years now there have been a lot of there's been lawsuits and everything and pushback in high school and college of in high school and at the college level of biological men competing with biological women in track and field last year last year year and a half was the big leah thomas story or will thomas at the University of Pennsylvania and breaking all these records in NCAA swimming, collegiate swimming. And then actually I believe tying for first place, the gold at the NCAA championships with the swimmer from Kentucky. I I forget her name and sorry about that. She's been on numerous um, Republican conservative shows and, and everything like that, making, making her round standing up for women. That whole story took place, right? And and we're seeing it creep in more and more and more. And then you hear, like, okay, well, this is going to erase women's athletics, not to mention the Biden administration wanting to, to rewrite Title IX. Title IX gave protections to women in school and also in school athletics. You hear about it most when it comes to the the collegiate level, but saying that, hey, like women have to have. You know, equal access to to tutors and all these things. They have to have um, equality in their their facilities, right? You can't just have the basketball, the baseball team, the football team have immaculate facilities, and then all the women's sports have nothing. I worked for uh, the University of Florida women's basketball team for two seasons when I was in college. The basketball facility at the University of Florida is, you know, men on one side, women on the other. They're the exact same. They're just Mirror images of the other, but it's not like the men's side has all the flat screen TVs, the plush couches, and the sweet locker room and the treatment center. No, it's the same on both sides. Offices are the same, locker rooms are the same, the courts are the same, the uh, the training rooms are the same. Those are actually shared, as well as the training table and the weightlifting areas. Those are those are shared between the teams. So, Title Nine was one of the one of the things that it accomplished was having women receive, you know, the equal treatment and access in sports and athletics as as men. But the Biden administration wants to to do away with that, and not only is that going to put female athletics at risk. Imagine being—and I talk about this in those previous episodes, um, episode forty-one again—that's about female athletics. Imagine being. A father, a girl dad, right? Or maybe you have one daughter and and sons or whatever. Imagine you have a daughter and you are choosing to be silent instead of speaking out about this and you are letting others who do not belong in that field of competition to take your daughter's spot, to take your daughter's spot. And it isn't going to stop in athletics. This is going to seep into the corporate world. Tons of corporations have diversity, equity, and inclusions, DEI or D-I-E, as a lot of them say, because whenever you try to meet these quotas, diversity, inclusion, and equity, diversity, equity, inclusion, you are actually not getting the best talent. And then you're putting performance at risk. And then ultimately, those things go to die, D-I-E, right? It's going to seep into that. It's seeping into healthcare. We've already also heard examples, not examples, but cases of in high school and jails where men see an opening, you know, just like criminals say, oh, ban the guns. Well, I'm pretty sure a criminal is going to find the gun, right? But we're seeing boys, young men, or grown men fake that they are actually a transgender female. And then sexually assaulting women in bathrooms or at female prisons and getting them pregnant that is well documented that is a, that is happening that happened within this past year within 2022 and continues to this day and it's this it's it's absurd right this absurdity that we have to that we have to um alter reality in response to the delusions of the minority. This is not a live and let live issue. Biological women, true femininity is under attack and is at risk from this radical inclusiveness ideology of present-day feminism. We should not be, as a society, as as a culture, reshaping reality in response to the delusions of the minority we should not be doing that now i'm not saying that we should not listen to the minority and change things to accommodate minorities that is not what i'm saying i'm saying specifically for women biological women true feminism we should not be altering reality which is man and woman, right? Two sexes, or gender if you prefer to, ter- to use that term. We should not be altering reality in order to meet the delusions of the minority. There is no way for society, for a culture to survive if we change reality to meet the delusions of the minority. We have to stop that. And women, you have to do more. You have to do more. Don't worry about whose feelings you hurt. Don't be mean and vile and vicious, but stand up for who you are and who women are, who God created you to be. God created women for a specific purpose. There are differences between men and women, and all of them are necessary. All of them are needed, not only you know, in the in the roles of a man and a woman, like in a relationship, but in a society as a whole, do not give up your throne for the delusions of others. And men, we are called to be protectors, right? We are called to protect women and children. And we as men, you and me, we need to stand up for these women and join them in the fight. Join them in the fight, push back, take action. We cannot let the reality be reshaped in order to fit the delusions of the minority. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at Counterthought CEO or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast.